This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. It's Friday. And what if you woke up and found out that you, once upon a time, there was a prince and he was nasty. <laughs> And he woke up one day and found out he didn't have a place to live. Well, you would be talking about Prince Andrew. That's that correct. actually happened. We don't have to wake up. That's what happened. Oh. In fact, King Charles just kicked his brother to the curb. Where is he going to live? What's Fergie going to do? Don't worry. They'll be fine. I'll tell you why. But you might want to know why he was kicked to the curb and what that actually means for a royal. Am I right? Yeah. So... According to a royal insider, which just means, I don't know, somebody in the royal family that wanted us to know. A courtier. Courtier. Um, it ain't that fancy. Somebody over at the palace was like, hey, Charles doesn't want Andrew around anymore because he's kind of bringing down the mood. Why? <laughs> right. Because he's persona non grata, a.k.a. Prince Nasty. That's Why is right. he nasty? Well, because he was friends with Jeffrey Epstein and used his services, let's say, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, supposedly slept with a 17-year-old girl. Right. Named Virginia Roberts Jufre. So, what we know is, according to this Palace Insider, that King Charles has kicked him out of his apartment, private apartment in Buckingham Palace. Now, that is not his complete and full-time residence. But he has had access to that since, I think, the 1980s. And that's where the maids used to have to rearrange his teddy bear collection on his bed. Prince Andrew? Oh, yeah. Don't you? This I is, thought that that was Prince Charles. Well, no. Prince Andrew had... I'm pretty sure it was oh, Prince yeah, no, Andrew. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. It's Prince, Andrew. Prince yep. Andrew had a uh, teddy bear collection that the maids had to, like, rearrange. Weird. Um, so, anyway, the moral of the story being he's been there since the 1980s. And now that... Well, now that he is uh, not protected by his mother, because... For those who don't know, he was his mother's favorite. Yes. According to gossip, rumor, and innuendo. He is the baby. He was the baby. Well, he's not the baby. No. no. The baby is, um, I can't think of his name. Not Edward. What's the baby's name? Doesn't matter. Um, But anyway, Prince Andrew was allegedly, supposedly the queen's favorite. And to that end, she really protected him while she was still alive. But now that King Charles has risen to the throne, he doesn't have time for Andrew. Mostly because if you think about it, Andrew going forward is not the future. Andrew is the past. So if you're King Charles and you're setting the stage up for Prince William, your son, Mm -hmm. and Prince William is setting things up for his son because now there is a clear line of succession and where the future of the monarchy is going through this family, Prince Andrew is not a part of that. The fact that Prince Andrew has already brought a bunch of uh, nastiness onto the family. The Mm -hmm. fact that 
even before the Prince, or excuse me, the Virginia Roberts nastiness, he was not seen as perhaps like the most above board royal. It's not a surprise to me that Prince or King Charles would finally be trying to sideline him and get him out of the He probably wanted him out of the picture before his mother passed, but he just was like, I'll do that later. You know what I mean? Because she wasn't going to, she was going to take his royal duties away because it's just not, you know, she had to do that for the public. But um, yeah, she wasn't going to, you know, throw, kick him out. Um, Prince uh, uh, Edward is the baby, by the way. It goes Charles and Andrew and Edward. Yes, but she, but but again, um, Andrew was allegedly supposedly the favorite. But you're right; she took away his job because, well, everybody was like, "You have to. This is the least you can do." Mm-hmm. He's accused of having sex with a 17 year old woman, and there are pictures, girl. Of, of him. Even if he there wasn't that evidence, he was still hobnobbing with and walking Epstein. through Central Park with Jeffrey Epstein, right? Like besties with a known convicted. And now dead pedophile. Mm-hmm. Right. And friend of said friend's friend, Gillian Maxwell, also convicted of sex trafficking mm-hmm. and disgusting humanness. Right. Inhumanness. Right. That's right. So he was living, just to be clear about this, like, where was he living with um, his ex-wife, Sarah Ferguson? They still have their home at the uh, Royal Lodge, which is the home at Windsor Castle. Oh. So they still have that, but mm. he no longer has the privilege of an apartment at Buckingham Palace, which mm. is, you know, would be his London residence mm-hmm. or at least the center of all things. Right. Right. So he no longer has access. They shut down his office, I think, years ago at Buckingham Palace. Probably because they already smelled that he was nasty, but he still had a private apartment. Now mm. he can't. Now he doesn't even have the private apartment anymore. Charles was like, bye, go oh. find somewhere else to be nasty. Okay. Don't do it in my house. So we can still live, uh, be, just because of the protection aspect of this, you know, when you were royal, the big problem that Harry and Meghan had mm. is that they no longer had security, you know. So Prince Andrew still has security, or he yeah, has a space still- where he can live that is behind any access that the paparazzi or any creepers could get into. Yeah. I mean, I assume, I don't know what the finer points of his actual arrangements are, mm-hmm. but they still are at Roy, at the Royal Lodge in Windsor. So he and Fergie are protected and safe to be as nasty and weird and creepy <laughs> as they want to be. Poor, poor, you know, back in the day, whenever Fergie was the one that was causing all the trouble and she was problematic and everything. I mean, now she's an angel, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, so... Yeah, I could talk about Fergie forever, too, because she, to me, is an incredibly fascinating person. And I feel like we've all been so manipulated by the tabloids that it's hard to have a true understanding of who these people really are. Mm. By all accounts, she's a hot mess, too. And, I mean, you kind of have to be to be hanging out with Prince Andrew. Right. But but that said, like, I want to know what she's thinking. Like, what is her justification for, I mean, other than he, I've got a place to live. I. It has to be that she has a place to live that is safe from the public. Where she can write her children's books. Oh. Do you think that's a little weird? Mm. That her ex-husband was accused of having sex with a 17-year-old and she's writing children's books? Oof. Yeah. Man.
Anyway, I feel like this is going to continue. You're going to see him continue to get sidelined because, again, Charles is moving on. William has taken over. I mean, Harry's already been sidelined. Nasty's been sidelined. I want to talk about where they live in Royal uh, Lodge. the Royal Lodge, okay. which sounds just like a cabin. Oh, no. It's a $30 million mansion. Yeah, it's, The Corgis live there now. It's, it's real fancy. It's a 30-room property. And it's rather impressive, as mm. this article says. This is huge. This is like a compound. Oh, yeah. It oh is not my like, gosh. it's not like, you know, not cot where this, Harry was staying, Nottingham Cottage. Yeah. No, this is, this is a mansion. They're fine. Yeah. No, this is, they're fine. fine. So it's just sort of, um, him well, taking that away from him is just sort of an insult. Well, and also now he doesn't have a London home, like so he doesn't have the ability to be like, I'm going to go down to London and you know do all my nasties, and then I'm going to crash in my pad. Oh yeah, right. So this is a secluded place. Well, where I wonder where this is. Sorry, I'm just amusing about this as as Windsor we're... Windsor Great Park, mm-hmm. Berkshire, England, oh, half a mile north uh, of Cumberland Lodge, three oh, and a half yeah, miles yeah, south yeah. of Windsor Castle, part of the Crown Estate. Oh, that's that's far. Yeah. So it's so this is his ability to have, you know, digs in London. Now, if he wants to be in London, he's going to have to crash with uh, friends, or I don't know, stay at the Motel Six. Oh no! I wonder if some hotels would if a, a hotel would refuse him. <laughs> Something tells me no. But no, that's how cynical I am. Yeah. Hey, um, you know what? What hotel would not say no to us? What? The Hotel Oreo. <laughs> Because that's where we're headed yes. when we return, Dawn. It's uh, Friday, which means food porn. And we have a crazy, exciting food experiment that we are going to unleash upon thee when we return right here on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Hi. This is the part on Fridays that I love. We do a segment where we talk about new Just foods. This one? New foods. I, I mean, I like all of them. But All this of is them? oh for God's sake! This is a new one that we're doing, and it's food porn. Food porn. Put it in my mouth. Oh my! God. What are we putting in our mouths today? Uh, we Dawn? well, we have a new Oreo that's coming on the market next week. Influencers have had the privilege to try it already. Rude. We're jealous of them. We we were the OG influencers, by the way. That's right. Because before there were influencers, we were doing this on the radio. Anyway, you were absolutely right. It's called the most Oreo Oreo, right? And that means that the inner part of the Oreo is actually um, the cream of the Oreo with little bits of Oreo crushed up into it. So we thought that Perhaps we could deconstruct a real Oreo. Hey, you did it. Because whenever we were making it. Oh my God, why was that so easy? You were really complaining about how you couldn't twist open an Oreo. Well, weren't you surprised at how easily they cracked? Yeah, I was. It was kind of absurd, right? So we deconstructed some actual Oreos and uh, I brought my mortar and pestle. (laughs) Even though Dawn wanted to whack it with a, I don't know, what did you want to whack it with? I wanted to have a mallet, like a meat mallet. That would have been easier to just put a few Oreos in a bag and whack them. But uh, I brought in a mortar and pestle. And oh, That's right, pestle. I thought it was pestle. 
I, I think it's either. Either way, it doesn't matter. Potato, potato. Yeah. But I brought it in and we ground up some Oreo cookies. You uh, very, I think, coherently suggested we just do the Oreo cookies first. Mm-hmm. And then we mixed in the center, right? Yeah. And, and then, then we turned that into the filling and then topped them with Oreo cookies. So it's kind of like Oreo Inception, right, Mike? Yes, it's Oreo inside an Oreo inside an Oreo. <laughs> By the way, Mike was c- gracious enough to go actually Thank pick up the Oreos. Thank you for buying the Oreos, Mike. <laughs> all right, so we don't put know these... my way around the Oreo aisle. Come we, on. I mean, <laughs> do you have a favorite Oreo? First of all, Mike, uh, double stuff, just standard. Yeah. Double which is what stuff. These which are. is what these are. Yep. Okay. Which, which also, this or this double stuff looks like a normal stuff to me. Okay. Maybe I'm just see the normal stuff now because. It's like little, tiny? I know. Does and that then look there's like the double thins. stuff to you? That, does it, that look doesn't like look double stuff. stuff to me. That looks like regular, but... They've gotten skimpy. They on have the thin stuff. ones that are skinnier, that have yeah. more cookie, that are even smaller. So then you eat a hundred of them instead of five. That's and right. And you act like you're, you know, being healthy. Right. <laughs> okay, so we created these... Ore- what are the most Oreo Oreo knockoffs because we yep. can't get them in the store until next week. That's right. an actual Oreo. I don't want to confuse myself. All right, so we each have before us... One of these Oreos. You guys describe how they look. Hardy. Busted. <laughs> Busted. Hey, look, they're very DIY. They yeah. are. You guys yeah. did an amazing job, though. They're all crunchy. I thought oh, we did Mike a good job. We did an amazing job. Thank you. Dawn was very concerned that I was filling them too full. Oh. I thought yeah. they were like, there's too much filling in there. Well, I just wanted it to be realistic to what we're going to get next week because that's Go when they really out, come man. out on the market. Yeah. Okay, right, so, so this is the time. Take, Can we? Do you want to try it? Because you have sure. not. We have not tried this yet. I'll take do the just whole the one. half. Okay. Eat the whole thing, man. Well, Mike's. He's already in. He's already in. Yep. He's tucking in. He's tucking in. All right, stick it in your pie holes, there, kids. Chew, chew, chew. Again, if you're just joining us, essentially, again, it's mm. Oreos filled with Oreos. It's cookies and cream Oreo. That's mm-hmm. what I would call it, right? Exactly, yeah. How does it taste? Uh, exactly like an Oreo, except even more yeah, crunchy than an Oreo. I love it. It's more of a texture change than it is anything else, because once you get through the cookie, then that cream has a little crunch to it. That's Additional right. crunch, so which I like. We suggest that you just buy them next week, but we wanted to do a preview for, <laughs> mm. for you. <laughs> you can make them. Yeah, you can make them. It's a fun activity to do with your kids. It was fun. You wash your hands first, though, because yeah, you're going to have did. to use your hands. Because, Mike, I will tell you that the Oreo you just put in your mouth, yeah. I I molded that with my hands. Yeah. Prior to washing? or <laughs> No, I washed my hands, okay, and I used hand nose. sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, gross. I just don't want to walk around with the Oreo in my teeth. Will that? You will tell me, right? Bradley? Of course. You would? You're on the radio. Nobody cares. Yeah, but just around the office. I don't want to have go, hey, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. With Oreo in my teeth. So are these worth making? Yeah. You know, well, first of all, yeah, these are really good. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. And I told you this off the air that the regular Oreos are not my favorite because I feel like the chocolate, like the cookie, the chocolate cookie to me just tastes burnt. Mm. It doesn't taste chocolatey to me. I love cookies and cream though, which is a weird dissonance. These are really good. Like I love the cook, the cookies and cream flavor. Yeah. I bet the ones from the store will be even better. Don't you think? But we will have to try that out. We'll next have week. more here. You want more? Well, I think I'm just going to work on this one, okay. and because I haven't had sugar in oh god, a you're going to be bouncing off the walls. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've tried to have an embargo on. Sugar. How's that going? Well, now it's not going. <laughs> now last it's time, do you remember what happened last time? Yeah. No. Oh, that I had sugar? The last time you had sugar was actually last Friday when you had Starry. Oh, oh my gosh. So it did get ruined a week ago. So I was starting over. So I was arrested? Yeah. You don't remember that? I can't even remember it. What did I do? I think you had to spend the night in jail. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Fortunately, that child is going to recover. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She just tore out of here and just started punching (laughs) underage children. It was very sad. Mike. No, it was. Uh, I would go listen to the podcast on that one. All right, so would I? Are, I ran I, on top of all the cars in the parking lot. You yeah, did like, like an escaped animal from the zoo. Mm. Um, luckily, our our parking lot is gated, so it kept her inside, so she wasn't able to make it out into right. the public. That's right. Don, is this something you would actually buy? I uh, mean, let's say they weren't so busted. Yeah, definitely. If they have, I hope they come out with a gluten-free version because oh, yeah, that's you what do we like have in our house. Free. And they are so good. Say why you like gluten-free. I almost don't want to tell people that don't have a gluten allergy to buy them because then it's harder for... I bet a lot of people without gluten allergies buy them, so it's fine. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but, you know, we I live in a house where two of the kids are, they have yeah. to have gluten-free You said stuff. they were super crunchy. Compared they to the are so like you know how if you leave your Oreos open they get stale pretty quickly and I don't like stale Oreos to me are just ruined yeah. it's it's ruined you kind of have to throw them away I um, love the idea that you would have Oreos sitting around long enough to stale but that's great <laughs> okay yeah but these are like crunchy all the time because inevitably probably made out of kids or kids and they they leave the package open but they never seem to get soft yeah so. All right, on a scale of zero to five for the food porn moment mm-hmm. of your week, Dawn. Okay. Where do you put the DIY most Oreo Oreo? Oh, I would say it's a three. Oh. I mean, I'm not comparing it to all cookies I've ever had, right? No, I would compare it to Oreos. Just Oreos in general. I mean, you can do what you want, but I, uh, in my head, I would compare it to other Oreos. I okay, think that's I like mint Oreos; those are really good. Okay, I know that you love vanilla Oreos. I do like the golden, golden Oreos, golden cookie Oreos. Mike, what's your favorite? Or did you say? Yeah, double stuff, yeah. double just stuff. plain old yep. double stuff. Mm-hmm. And how do you think this compares, Mike? To your well, compared to that, I just like this because I, I enjoy like. Cracking it open, having a little bit of the cream. When you crack it open, have a bit of the cream, you get the crunch in there with that cream, which is like really awesome. Like <laughs> I love that. It, it gets that little bit to, of I've, crunch. Yeah. That, now, and yeah. It's stuffed full of just the, you know, thick. Oh. 
just yummy, frostingy goodness in okay. the middle, the creamy center. Once Mike started talking, it started to get uncomfortable. You for just me. why? I don't know because you know descriptive words about food make what me was embarrassed. He saying that made you embarrassed. He said once you crack open the cream, yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, I don't know well, about this. Well. So, Mike, you you gave it what out of five? Four point one five. Four point one five. Wow. Out of five. Oh, this specific. is delicious. Yeah, I'll give it. Um, I'm gonna on a scale of Oreos, I'm gonna give it a four. Oh boy, All this right. is great, and we made them. And we made them DIY. I think that's why they get bonus. You'll be points. able to see a video of that. Soon. There's gonna be a video of that on our website, mytalk1071.com. And when we come back from Oreos to Rick Astley, we're reliving our childhoods. One segment after the other, right here on My Talk 1071. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk. 1071 Everything Entertainment. Um, boy, there's a lot of talk, Bradley, about this upcoming coronation. Mm. And uh, King Charles will be made king with the, the ceremony that we all wait for, you know, that we've actually never seen. We've yeah. only seen video of the queen. Yeah, the last time there was a coronation, we were not alive. We were not alive. I don't alive. even think my mother was alive. Exactly. So, so it's just old black and white footage. Um, and then you saw it immortalized on the crown. So this will be the first uh, coronation of a British royal in our lifetime. It's a big deal for King Charles, even though I'm not a huge fan of King Charles. But I'm that's not just either. A whole separate. But let's just. Uh, so this is the biggest moment of his life. He's been waiting for this. His this moment is the moment yeah. that Took he's been waiting for. Year old, Seventy-four years to finally take over the job that he was actually born into. In. It's just incredible. Mind-boggling. So it is a big deal. Now, Perez Hilton is saying that... So believe her. Megan... Her, Harry and Megan could be there. Okay? But there's one thing in this article that they say is the key to all of this. Because he has said he might be there, but it depends on whether or not he and his family can sit down and work through some of their issues. In other words, he wants an apology. Okay, well, I don't know what Perez Hilton knows, um, but I this just seems like a lot of gossip. Do you really think that he's going to go? Um, that's a good question. I think that it's under the... I think he would like the opportunity to have a relationship with his family. You know, it sounds like, so we let it all loose in spare, which if you want to start now, you can, because I'm eight hours behind these two. But uh, that's that's uh, Prince Harry's uh, memoir. And in it, he's, he's very, he has fond memories of his dad. It's like he's longing for those people who didn't betray him over and over and over again through the paparazzi, because they have. And so articles like this is like, it's it's a little weird, but this is coming from a royal expert named Jonathan Sacerdoti, Sacerdoti, and he spoke to Us Weekly. That's where Perez Hilton is getting this, this information. And the way it's told is that, you know, 
he's just been it's just it's not a nice article about Harry. Like basically he's just saying all these private things and the poor royal family and all of this stuff. And yeah. I'm like, you need to actually listen, Jonathan Sacerdoti. You need to actually read it because I don't really know anybody who would read this and not be like, Well, of course I would be mad at them to the point where I'd say I don't want to have anything to do with you. It's like blatantly, you know, disrespecting him and and throwing him under the bus repeatedly. Yeah, like for me, when I ask, when I ask, like, do you think he's going to show up at the coronation? It's not that I don't think he doesn't want to get back with his father. I think it's because the amount of work that would need to be done in order for him to then feel comfortable, like going to this thing, it just seems like there's too much work. And he, you know, the royal family has to do some work in order for him. I imagine now I'm putting myself in Prince Harry's mind and I feel like I can it's do that because to. I have read his book so clearly I'm capable and qualified. However, um, I just feel like they're going to they would have to do a lot of stuff for him to feel comfortable. And I don't blame him for that. I don't think it's a slight or a snub for him to not go. It's just an acknowledgement that he's not actively a part of that family by his own choosing, which is, again, his own choice and totally probably the healthiest thing to do. I just don't Is think it's not go. No, I'm saying to like for him to sort of remove himself from the work side of family mm-hmm. in this moment is probably the best thing to do because that's what going to the coronation is. Because even if he had a relationship with his dad, going to the coronation is not a you know, like that's work. That's not family. Yeah, that's what I don't like about this is that I want them to come together and make amends. I hope that they can just because I don't know. It's it's yeah, like, but that would require again. Sometimes that requires people, and sure, that would be great, and maybe they will, and that would be awesome, right? If they can actually have a. But it, there is nothing in anything that we've read or heard, whether from Prince Harry or anybody else, that indicates that Prince Char- King Charles now or Prince William have any interest in addressing the things that Prince Harry has gone on every single media interview and said that they or, or, or nothing that he has said <clears throat> indicates to me that those people are willing to address the things that he has brought up. That's correct. I think that what I've learned from the book is that from the beginning Prince Charles cares about his image as a father. Yeah. It's very important for him because of the Camilla aspect of his life. He has to counteract that with I'm a good dad. And so as the head of the church, which part of Christianity is forgiveness, I would think that as the head of the church yeah. of England, that he would in, at least invite him. I know it's yeah, been but you would also hug about. your children. Yeah, that's, I guess that's You would just, also love them overtly. But, yeah, yeah. And you would also set up a situation that didn't force them to leave. Okay, so you're saying from the beginning he doesn't... No, I'm just saying that King Charles hasn't done anything that would address the things Prince Harry has brought up. Mm, yeah. I'm not saying they shouldn't. Yeah. I'm just saying that requires him to actually do something different. Because Harry has repeatedly said, like... I've done things, but if they want to have a relationship, they're going to have to, like, do some things different. I think just as a public image move, though, let's remove the fact that he isn't mad. Let's just say he is is so mad that he'll never talk again to him for just as a temporary thing to make him look good. I think they will invite them. Yeah, I don't think they'll go, though. 
I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if they will. I wish yeah. he would. I know Megan. I don't think Megan's going to go. <laughs> but why? Do, um, why would you want them to go? I think I have hope that they could all be. It's just so incredibly sad mm-hmm. that this person has been put in this situation. I just really feel for him. Yeah. I just. I just. Oh, that totally. He's, I mean, the, the but that's look, why I would be like, stay. What you don't need to go do that. Like. If they if they want to treat you like family, go for it. It's like the biggest moment of your father's life who brought you into this world. And I would want to be there. Yeah. You know, but, but then I'd also again, want I'm a not father Prince who Harry. treats me like a son. That's true. Um, this is a once in a lifetime thing, you know, that he isn't. There's no do overs for this, you yeah. know. So. But then I know that it's being talked about, though. You know, it has been considered within the royal family and all of the people involved that makes up the monarch. It's not just the family. It's all the advisors and everybody. They have discussed inviting him or not. Oh, it's been a discussion because all the spin doctors will say, well, we have this side of it and this side of it. You know, as a temporary fix, it might be good if you go into being king that you are the star of the show, but because if you don't, then everyone's still going to be talking about Harry. They still will be talking about Harry, but at least that day you will look like somebody who has tried to make amends, and that's how you want to start your, you know, mm-hmm. your road of being king. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I would advise them if I were the spin doctor. I'd say it doesn't matter if they accept or not. You need to invite them because that makes you look like the better person. And we always want I'm you sure to look you'll like... see a, a, a memo that says they were invited and they chose not to come or something like you that. Think and so? then they'll move on. Okay. I mean, I don't know, but I would say I imagine they will extend an invitation because, mm. to your point, there doesn't seem to be any benefit to not extend an invitation, right? Yes. Here's another point then that they brought up, I think, either in. They brought it up in the. the Netflix series that the coronation, they had a choice of when to do it. And it's on Archie's fourth birthday. Hmm. So would he go without Megan and leave his child on his fourth birthday? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, back in the day, Prince Charles wouldn't have, you know, the old Prince Charles, not King Charles. He wouldn't have thought twice about doing something on one of his kids' birthdays. Yeah. It's Again, just be like, oh, didn't... I'm not there. I have royal duties. Exactly. You know? Again, I don't think that his relationship with his son is the most important thing on his mind, which is sad, but mm-hmm. that's the truth. Right, because it's more important to have a relationship with William. It's sad. I mean, the name well, of the Well, I don't book... even think it's that. I think it's more important to have a relationship as king for mm-hmm. him, which, again, I don't agree with. Oh, I'm yeah. just saying I think Charles is far more concerned with being king than he is with being a father. Yeah, because being... Having the relationship with the idea of being king is way more important than any relationship he would have with any human. Well, again, because for his entire life, and again, you kind of understand this, right? Like, of course, I watch The Crown, so I feel like I know everything. I don't. But when he was a child, he was given no love. His mother didn't hug him. Yeah. And from the moment he was born, he was conditioned to be one thing. And that was not a father and that was not a son. And that was not a, you know, that was, you know, a subject to his mother, the queen, but only insofar as it meant one day he would be king. That's that's true. And and I wouldn't necessarily just believe that from the crown. But now that it has been, you know, that's been confirmed in spare. Oh, for sure. He talks about that his father never hugged him. Yeah. 
and never he just shook his hand one time and yeah. he put his hand on his shoulder once. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope I'm spoiler alert. Is that a spoiler? There's alert no spoilers. Yeah. There's no spoilers in this book. But yeah, you're no, you're absolutely right. Like, again, just to reiterate, he's not like he's not been raised to be a father. He's been raised to be a king. And so I think all of the decisions he is going to make are going to be in the vein of being a king first. <laughs> yeah. It's not that he would never. He obviously cares about his children and mm-hmm. wants to have relationships with them. But the thing that will always come in the way of those relationships is clear from what we've read in spares. Um his role as king like that will always trump his parental responsibilities which is the saddest of tragedies it is oh well we're gonna go from sad to oh my god mysterious dawn has the latest on the disappearance of the leader of the church of scientology literally the head of one of the most controversial organizations yeah what did I say? The king. No, you said the leader. I said, I'm saying the king. Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> the head of the Church of Scientology is missing. And Dawn will tell us 